You know Mercury's in retrograde. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's responsible That's for everything. July 18, 2019. It's a lot for Pedro show.
Who feels invisible You walk it on the street People reach through your face Yeah, little and bright A shimmering orbit They reach through your face And you're ha, ha, ha You flicker, 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 flicker away 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 Pity and sand It's a clap shot inside your chest That fills your body with a wither Step into the world of the mountains and live Step into the world of the mountains and live Step into the world of the mountains and live Step into the world of the mountains and live 
lot for Pedro. So, hey, brother Matt. Yeah, howdy. Glad How's to see it? you. Happy Thursday. Yes. Uh, one of my last Thursdays before I go on tour. And uh, 49 you, shows in 49 days. You know, this is helping Flipper. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah, going to start. It's tough to keep you're track of all your stuff. It starts 19 <laughs> September, but this start is a week. Well, I got to prac with him. Huh. Uh, Ted Falcone's coming to spend four days in Pedro. Oh, that's He's awesome. Prac with me, yeah. So I'm going to show him around and Very make cool. him an honorary citizen like Very. I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't from here either, but I know some stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm part of the San Pedro mm-hmm. Bay Historical Society, so I got some clout. They want me to do some wine drinking, but I'm... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, they I'm, got the I'm, thing I'm down at the, at the Muller, Muller House. House? Yeah, yeah. Bitch and Pat. Mm-hmm. Bitch and Pat. Thanks for everybody supporting it. Brother Matt, we started the show off with If I Were a Bell, John Coltrane, Miles Davis, the last tour they did together. And then our guest, because uh, it's just not me and you at the Love Grotto, uh, via those incredible software engineers in Estonia and their Skype software, we got Solvay Shao. Scout. Scout, scout, yeah. <laughs> scout, it's that's, Danish. that's hard, yeah, it's not German. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Slap, a, a little Yiddish, though, a little Yiddish. You know, my grandmother on my mom's side, the Jewish-Polish yeah. grandma, she spoke Yiddish. Okay, and so that's got yeah. some German. She would have said schlep. Oh, I say schlep all the time. Okay, schlep, you don't say schlep. You don't say schlep, right? No, I say schlep, <laughs> schmo, that guy's a schmuck. Right. What about a... Uh, Thing. Old, old, old clothes, uh, smarter, right? The rag yeah. man, right? <laughs> I got a Spielzen, my Gazette Gazoin. Yeah, and Cavell for happy, Kvetch for complain. Yes, All exactly. That stuff. But now we're getting away from the SCH sound. <laughs> Sorry about that. So anyway, Solvay Skoll. Skoll. Yeah, Skoll. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like kind of when you drink, right? Skoll, but that's with the L sound. Yeah, it's like... I think no. that came actually came from no. skull because like drinking uh, the blood out of somebody's head. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, well, good old days, you know that we outgrew. <laughs> uh, anyway, flicker away from your new thing, and uh, shit. So, if I, uh, what's your earliest musical recollection? Well, I grew up singing, and I have a cassette tape of me singing Prince when I'm four. My mom was a great singer. Um, She passed away when I was nine. And my dad's an amazing singer and guitarist, and he only plays at home. And I just remember listening to X and the Pretenders and the Talking Heads and pretending to play guitar and standing on stools in my living room and singing at the top of my lungs when I was probably about four. That's a complicated memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Some people sit, like say, "Well, you know, I was pissing and I heard the Beatles." And... No. Okay. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, I grew up with a whole bunch of stuff. I, so I grew up with music in my what, blood. Can I ask you, so by what town was yeah. this? I'm from Hollywood in Los Angeles, California. Okay, so you grew up in Hollywood in a house. Yes. Your pop yes. had a guitar, so there was yes. an instrument in the house because I know yes. you play guitar. I do. I have an amazing. Well, when did you start on the guitar? When did I start playing guitar? Yeah. Um, That was, I was in high school. I started singing when I was a kid. I started piano in junior high, but I got my first guitar as a classical in high school. Then I got a Fender Strat. It was during the 90s, really, really heavy like a bass. Sounds like a bass, and I just got my new uh, Thinline Telecaster last year, and it sparkles and it's blue, and I named it Betty. Okay, so in school you did choir. 
You know, I I did do choir. I was always the shortest person because I'm I'm five foot two and I'm a shorty, and so I was like the short girl with the loud voice, which is pretty much still what I'm on, what I am now. You know, Dong Zhao Ping would have called you tall because he's four eleven. <laughs> Oh well, and that guy I, was leading over a billion people, so don't don't worry about the shorty thing. Okay, it's all well, relative. I'm, I'm curious life. about in school. Did you do? Yeah. Did you do? Because you said piano lessons through the school, mm-hmm. so there was no piano at the house. No, I did piano lessons at home. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and my mom was a really amazing piano uh, player, and she played for my chorus at school. So I was in the chorus in elementary school, and she played piano. Um, for the chorus, and then again, she passed away of cancer, and um, so yeah, I... Well, you said she I, was a singer, too, so she would accompany herself? Yeah, she was She was an amazing musician, and, and my dad is, too. And what about, what about their folks? Is it a family of musicians? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've got an uncle in Denmark who used to be in a Beatles cover band. Okay. And uh, my my uh, sister, my half sister, she sings and plays guitar, and she's a lot younger than me. And, and her name's Emma, and she plays too. So it does kind of run in the family. Now, but, when you got your guitar, yeah. did you? Uh, it wasn't really through school; it was outside of school. Yes. Now, did you do the thing like the Garage Band and? Uh, you know, yeah, I I was in band, a, bedroom band, some stuff like that with your friends. Are, are there certain names, uh, words I can't say on this, or can I say everything? Yeah, you can say everything. Okay, so I was in a Shit, band called... fuck, that kind of thing. Great! That's so free. I was in a band called Bitch and Moan in high school, and so it was just me and my friend Vicky, and we were, you know, pretty garagey, and we would play at Regeneration Theater in Highland Park, and we'd play in East L.A., and we'd play in Hollywood. I also played solo you know, with my guitar. I played at a place called Highland Grounds. I played at the Whiskey and the Rocks. I Roxy. remember Highland Grounds. Yeah. I think it was on yeah. La Brea, right? It was a coffee yeah. shop. Yeah, it was a coffee shop. So it was but probably yeah. on Highland. <laughs> it was. <laughs> right. That's where it was. It was on a north-south yeah. street, though, I remember. Yeah. But I, I grew think, up uh, I think Dose played there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're good. Okay. Um, I I play. I grew up between Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard, and I didn't have a car until later in life, so I did a lot of walking and being carted by, you know, family members and stuff like that. Abby Travis grew up in Hollywood around there. Uh, Basically, we had on the show not too long ago. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, Kay, of course, she graduated from Hollywood High. I mean, you you know, there's real people who go through this. You know, you don't meet a lot of them, but they they, they do. And uh, in some ways, kind of tough neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up with, um, there were like, I grew up a block away from all the guitar stores, guitar center, Valdez guitar. I, I grew up Stanley. Blocking. I think Stanley and, uh, sunset are the cross streets. Yeah, because exactly. Ethan, yeah. Ethan James, the guy who produced okay, yeah. double nickels on the dime lived a, a, above the Mesa boogie store oh, that was there oh, on the yeah. corner. But yeah. yeah, you're talking voltage and, uh, exactly. real pricey old timey, uh, guitars and basses and. Do you know the 7-Eleven around there? It's so random. Yeah. That's, I grew up up the street from there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a little west. Okay. Yeah. Um, so so right away you guys started doing gigs while you were still in high school? Yes. Yeah. I played I played solo and I also played with Bitch and Moan. So I remember playing solo at the Whiskey and opening for a death metal band. And it was just <laughs> me on stage 
you know, with my loud guitar. And you know, then, the whiskey yeah. would do things like that. I saw Judas Priest at the whiskey, and opening up was Gary Valentine. <laughs> oh, he was wow. like the first bass player for Blondie, and they had a little new wave trio. And it was like, wow, this is most incredible matchup here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always had a lot of I always had a lot of chutzpah going into the guitar stores in Hollywood because I wouldn't necessarily be taken seriously. So I, you know, I went. In, I would go in with you my think Jewish. Because you were young, or because you were a lady. Both. Yeah. I'd say both. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a fucked up thing about rock and roll, you know? Yep. But yep. It, that's it's starting to get uh, a little better in some parts. Yeah. For the yeah. longest time. Like, I remember the first lady I saw that didn't play tambourine <laughs> in a rock band was Susie Quattro. She played bass and sang. I think her brother played guitar wow. from Detroit. She ended up on TV. Mm. <laughs> yeah, one of the Fonzie fucks. Oh. Yeah, so you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yes, Tusky, I do. It's been Tusky a long time. Darrow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was a real rock and roller, and then of course the the Runaways and Joan Jett, you yeah. know. So those people, I think, were real pioneers at, at, at this. Well, I got this song well, I here. I want to play. Fired by women and music. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, sing. I've always been inspired by women in music from a young age. I mean. Exine Cervenka, um, also, you know, again, Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders. I grew up listening to a lot of Aretha Franklin and uh, later on PJ Harvey and, you know, just so so many different women, Patti Smith and PJ Harvey. Well, you, you, you mentioned Exine and mm-hmm. you were probably too young for the Hollywood scene in the 70s, although you I were wasn't. right there. Yeah, I wasn't born. <laughs> yeah. But, but what I wanted to tell you was, actually, that scene in the 70s had a lot of ladies. In fact, yeah. somebody playing gigs a lot now is Pat ba- uh, Alice Bag. Pat Bag actually oh. ended up marrying the singer of The Damned. But well, Alice Bag is doing gigs again. And there was well, a lot Alice, of, almost yeah. every band had ladies in them. A lot of them, the Alley yeah. Cats and... Uh, it was just kind of a different day, I think, because coming out of glam and glitter and the scene being so small, but things did change when it went to hardcore. There was less ladies. There's more well, fighting. Alice, <laughs> Alice Bag and I are in a collective called Turn It Up, and we're ah, playing so a you fundraiser. Know. Yeah, okay. I know Alice, and okay. we're playing a fundraiser. Where my band is playing. She's playing in a special Turn It Up house band for a collective called Turn It Up that we're sure. on the steering committee of, for, and for, it's seeking. Uh, working towards gender parity in music, and it's a collective of women. Yeah. It's new, and it's L.A.-based. For many years, she was a teacher, and then she got back yeah. into music. Yeah, it's and great. She's amazing. i got to tell you, The Bags, uh, if you see the Decline movie, it ain't called The Bags, it's called Alice Bag Band, but there was, you know, it goes way back. And uh, Actually, it's the first punk band me and D. Boone saw. It's the reason why oh, we wow. wanted to start uh, getting involved with the movement. Uh, wow. You got this song here, Age and Beauty, I want to play. Yes. What do you want to say about that? Age and Beauty I came from my sense of wanting women of all backgrounds and ages and sizes to feel confident in themselves and know their worth, no matter how they're perceived or how they're talked about in daily life or in general and in the world. And, you know, one of the lines is... Uh, age and beauty, how does it feel to be a woman in the world, as well as, you know, calling out little girls to run outside 
and feel the strength of their arms, legs, and mind. I want women of and girls everywhere to, to feel confident in themselves because especially now there's there's just so much um, sexism. And yeah, but there was a lot of that life. shit in the old days, too. There was, too. too. So. <laughs> but, but, I mean, look at who our president is. And I'm coming from that place. And my and my album is political. And, and that, it comes from that place. And what we have to deal with is the moment. But I'm just trying to say, in the old days, it wasn't so happening. <laughs> oh, no, I know. I know. There's been great strides, and there's also a long way to go. And I Absolutely. Think especially it's a work in And progress. that's why we have Turn It Up. <laughs> okay, let's listen. in the world. They say, show us your face and give us your body. They say, show us your face and give us your body. I'm turning the same age as my mama when she died. I can see the line starting in the corners of my eyes. White, black hair, tan skin. It doesn't matter if you're curvy or thin. They say, show us your Like a bird driving movie In 
wives working off a death tour And every night we're sleeping on a hardwood floor Total strangers walking in and out the door
song about the drums flying above your home, skulls and crossbones.
For Pedro show, uh, yeah, age and beauty. So by scope. Hey, what's Yay. your story from Duo Decibel System out of Cleveland? Red Mass out of Montreal aboard. Pat English upstate New York on a death tour. M.B. Jones out of Pusan with the song about the drones. Mike Begetta, Knoxville, Tennessee. Nine from his Cantos album. Chris Chappelle's distortion pedal. Economic warfare, man. I don't know where he. Maybe he's from back east. I think his dad actually. Put, I think this guy's playing bass at like fifteen, and mm. his dad put the band together. Uh. He sings and shit. And then guy five voices. Bob Pollard, Dayton, Ohio. Wrong turn on. And finally Dardo with omniscient. That's a word. Omniscient. <laughs> wow. Uh, back with our guest Sovi. So. uh you wanted to talk a little about this show you're going to have? Yes. It's this Sunday at the Echoplex. It's the very first all-ages fundraiser for Turn It Up, which, again, is a collective working uh, towards gender parity in music. I am playing with my band at 2.40 p.m. It's from 2 to 6 p.m., the whole event. And there will be a Turn It Up house band with Abby Travis on bass. Oh, look, Abby. Yeah. Blair Bitch uh, and uh, Sharon Needles um, and Gare Fennelly, Tosh Jones on drums, and there's a bunch of guest vocalists. Alice Bag, Adele. What you're saying is they're kind of there's a core band, and then different yes. singers will come up. Yeah, and the Groans are playing. There Where can people find info on this? So I on the internet. Yeah, they can uh, go to the website, turnitup.team, and we have info about Turn It Up and also info about the event, and you can get tickets now on ticketfly.com. Yeah, and 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 then when is it? It's this Sunday, July 21st. So it's only a couple days, people, so go to uh, turnitup.team. Yes. Yeah, they've expanded the... uh, Brother Matt, the suffixes, they've expanded. Now just .com, dot .net, dot .org. Now there's dot .team, four letters. Uh-huh. What do you think? It's going to make Whoa. things better. <laughs> Change the world. Anyway, go there, people. Turn it up, dot .team, because uh, some of these ladies, I remember, you know, like I said, the Minuteman, me and D. Boom, without seeing the bags, ass bag, incredible... Uh, Jeff Avicevich, uh, Nikki Beats, oh, yeah. told us there's a gig up in Hollywood where people write their own songs. <laughs> we're talking 1976, 77, you know. We, we were such idiots, we didn't know about this, you know. And so we went up there and we saw it. And the first thing, 
that fell out of my mouth when I saw it was, I looked over at D. Boone, I said, we can do this. Yeah. Now, when you're playing by yourself, well, with your electric guitar and singing, how's it different than playing with your band? Well, I'm used to playing both with, you know, the band is Chelsea Jean Spear Guzman on bass, Eric Hasenbein on guitar and lead guitar and Brian Boss on drums. And then I also play guitar. And with the band, which is they played on the album and my album is quiet for too long. It came out in June. LA Weekly picked it as an album of the week in June. Uh, It's so nice, like playing with a full band because it really just obviously expands the sound playing by myself is also cathartic too because either way I'm going to get everything out of me. I come at it with intention and fury and that's the place I'm coming from is a place of fierceness. I write from trauma and from intensity and I'm not scared by that. So in my daily life I can be goofy and and weird and you know I know you said I'm five foot two and uh, but but on stage I come from a place of explosion. And that's how I've always been for music. So vibe, but those two ways of exploding, they're different, right? They are. Living alone and then the band. I know you you said that the band is more full like it was on the recording. But what about you you personally? Um, I'm still singing the same. I'm still coming at it with intensity, whether I'm with a band or alone. It's, uh, I mean, I was practice I've been practicing by myself alone for a long time too and playing by myself alone for a long time too so I enjoy both I enjoy being alone and I also enjoy playing with other people because they fill in the songs so much you know with their own skill and and their parts and yeah, it let also me ask you about frees that. me up yeah let it frees me, me up a little that. bit you know no, but uh, let me ask you about that Sylvie okay when you show them the song you probably mm-hmm. just play it for them, right? Now, do you direct them, or do they just figure out their own parts? Um, there are some parts that I already have, and then they also figure out their own parts too. So there, there are parts that they also that I already have. I mean, I I write the melodies for all of the songs. Their songs right. are. And you probably for sing them into yeah. a little recorder and make a demo kind of thing, and then play it for them, right? Yeah, and we also just practice, and so I'll play it for them. I mean, I my, my songwriting, if you want to talk about being solitary, the songwriting process is very solitary. It's me late at night with my words and the melody and writing things down and structuring everything, and that is solitary. But I'm, I've also worked as a writer a long time, and that's also solitary. Sure, so I'm sure. used to that. I'm used to that independence as well. Do you, do well you write on the guitar, or do you write on the piano? Nope, I write to my voice. Okay. A lot okay. of the time, I sometimes come up with certain riffs. Like I have a song called Cruel Heart of Woman that came out on my first album, which was just me playing on the album, not a full band. Uh, that came out in late 2014. And, and, that ri- and the song stemmed from that riff that I had. And I love the blues too. And to me, punk and the blues go together. And that's how I approach things. Well, what I'm it. thinking is like, you're writing this song. Are you thinking of bass line? Are you thinking of a drum mm. pattern? You leave that up to your band cats or, or not. Tell me. Um, it depends on the song. Mm-hmm. There's certain songs where they fill it in and there's certain songs that I have certain parts in my mind. And yeah. I say, hey, can you play this? Okay, for and especially different- if it's a certain riff that I, that I like that I'm not doing that, that, that the guitarist can do. Okay, okay. 
Because you're composing without an instrument and with just your voice. Well, I'm, I'm I'm also composing on the guitar too. That's I mean, what I, I thought. I, That's yeah, what I yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I because I ask that so yeah. why? Because I compose a lot of songs on the bass, and some people. Yeah. Oh, you can't write songs on the bass. You can't write songs on the drums. Anyway, we're at the end of the first hour, July 18, 2019 edition of Pedro Show. Special guest Solvay Skull. I hope time for hour two. July 18, 2019, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show. In the shadows of the mountains, in the salt and sand of the sea, and in the Thank you. 
Sometimes I miss you and I don't know why Pretty sure our relationship was a figment Of my imagination You didn't even like me and I don't know why When the truth picked through I began to
Could be in a plane crash at Burke Lake Fun Airport. It would see as though it were an exchange in songs. And this is the way the show as I go out. Out of sequence and out of phase. Fell into a plane crash. The hell tell could ask for more. And if it was unbroken line of parts and soda, then let me do you see the first place. I just thought you'd like to know. I just thought you'd like to know. I just thought you'd like to know.
Pedro, shall we start off the second hour with Sylvester Skull with uh, No One to Take Our Love? You want to say about, something about that? Yeah, so I have a husband, his name is Dave, and I kind of wrote that song partly about him without naming him. I am not someone who writes a lot of love songs. Again, I kind of come from a place of writing about intensity and trauma, so it's not where my head usually goes. But it was the guitarist who actually, a while ago, challenged me, said, hey, why don't you write about something else? Other than, you know, it's like, oh, my mom's dead, the ho- my grand- late grandma was a Holocaust survivor, um, you know, womanhood. You know, there's all these things that I write about. America, my song America is about police brutality and, and immigration. We'll get to that in the third hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted, so I wrote this song kind of with my, my husband in mind, but it also has a little bit of an edge to it. And I also love a lot of garage rock in 1960s garage rock. I used to be in the revival 1960s mod scene for 10 years, both in LA and in New York when I lived there. And I, you know, dressed go-go and, and did and mod and, you know, just listened to a lot of garage bands. Every day so, Halloween. Yeah. You've been to Spain? They got a huge garage scene there. Italy too still. Yeah, I have a friend in Italy who's in the in the garage. Yeah, it's still big. Spain, I think the trashmen play there every year, you know. Yeah. Like Thunderbird fifty uh. times in a row. So, yeah, it's incredible. So and, and then here there actually was something in the early eighties. Oh called, yeah, yeah, yeah. Called Paisley Underground. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know all about that. One of yeah, the guys. I, who was in one of the bands lives here in Pedro, Michael, from the 3 o'clock. They were called the Ooh. Salvation yeah. Army. Okay, yeah. then we heard now from South London doing people. Galaxy, they're living out in the desert here. Double Taurus. The Shrams, David Shram was on the show a couple weeks ago, honestly now. Janitor with Tiny Moments from Cleveland. 
X underscore X, because I don't know how to pronounce that fucking <laughs> The social whirlpool. And finally, in a minute, so by skull. So, so in a minute, what do yeah. you say about, is that one of those uh, usual songs or an unusual well, well, one? I, I'm curious what you would think about it, but it's basically about death. In a minute, in a second, well, in then it day, was, it's going to be over. That's, I think it's, it's a it. typical song then, because you said you're writing about a lot of sad things. Yes. Although you did say womanhood, and womanhood ain't totally sad. No, but you know about <laughs> equality and the need yeah, for it. Yeah, of course, it. that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. So in a, in a minute, good things like yeah. like me. I know yeah. my brother Matt would not be here without our boss. He's <laughs> yeah. a very important person. Amen. In I fact, we know exactly it. where to go when <laughs> some clown tells us to go back where we came from. <laughs> oh. I'm here. <laughs> so in, in a minute, um, I was. I'm really. I one of my favorite albums is Disraeli Gears by Cream. Oh and yeah. I, yeah, 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 I know all about that one. Uh, yeah, I love that album so much, and I grew up listening to it because my dad loves Cream, and yeah. I would Jack hear Bruce, it on record. Jack Bruce had huge influence on me. Cool, yeah, because he's amazing, and everybody in the band is amazing. And um, yeah, again, the other two guys are pretty good, but beware of Mr. <laughs> B. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the name yeah. of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> The guy who made I mean, the movie got his nose yeah, broke by him. Butt oh god! But <laughs> yeah, it's a so, stick. Yeah. <laughs> so for the for the solo on that yeah. on, on in a minute, I told uh, I asked Eric the guitarist. I said if you can channel the Straley Gears by Cream, that would be amazing. Eric Clapton. Kind of, Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton, because this has a bluesy feel to it, uh-huh. as well as being staccato, and I want that that you know that feeling of the album kind of spread through it but the lyrics are yeah the lyrics are about death the lyrics are about no how you know no matter how much things money are temporary you, yeah yeah no matter what kind of car you drive well, they no have a you in spring are, time in japan they have this thing called sakura and the cherry blossom and mm-hmm. like yeah that's what it is about how short you know it's very beautiful and stuff but it ain't for a long mm-hmm. time <laughs> Yeah, well, Dia, Dia, Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. I mean, right, it's, right. there's that's a celebration. That's another idea about that, right? Yeah. And it, actually, it's on All Saints Day. <laughs> I mean, right. my, my mom's buried here in L.A., and so I grew up going to cemeteries my entire life almost. And so to me, the idea of death has always been built into life for me, and I can't imagine not thinking about mortality it's something i've written about both in like poetry short stories and my music since i was a kid so i think it's good to talk about it because we all face it and we all experience loss it's not new for anyone and we're all privy to it so i I like to be able to to write things that people don't necessarily like to talk about or that it might make them uncomfortable Okay. You gotta face it. You gotta face it at some point. Well, I think yeah. Even if you don't, it's gonna happen anyway. Yeah, you can't hide. <laughs> yeah, you, can't you know, hide. And, and I know. It's you kind know, of what we, we, we say inevitable. And in yeah, fact, we've all sort of like the fucking spin cycle. Never, it's inevitable. <laughs> Brother Matt is gonna come and bring it, bitching.
take a look Darling, it seems that the space pumps are at it again on the bicycle I on the bicycle I on the bicycle
do really love you. Ooh, I do really love you. Ooh, I do really love you. Ooh, I do. Ooh, I do really love you. Ooh, I do really love you. Ooh, I do really love you. Ooh, I do. Ooh, I do really love you. I do really love you. I do really love you. I do.
about it for that. Brother Matt, cycle. please let me know wh- why you did what you did to us today with your spin cycle. Two two parts of inspiration on that one, I guess right. you could say. First first was uh, Lena Anderson, that yellow disc kind of right. got things started off there from some direction. That was neat. And then okay. uh, the producer. we wrapped it up with some uh, solo career and uh, another Blake umbrella. Green. Richard Derrick. Richard Derrick, uh, Bob Lee, and Joe Biza, Laura Smith Crane are going right. to be doing something. They uh, gig when I leave. I was asking Yeah, cards. yeah, you're going to just some miss Some tarot it. cards where people are signing. Yeah, Lotteria. Lotteria. So they, they plucked the names of everybody, put them in a hat, and, and made bands out and they of it. Gotta be, yeah, they have to deal with each other. Yeah. Some music. I was part of something like that at the Echo. But it wasn't in memory of anybody. It was huh. just something to do. And I got uh, Char- Charlie Overby and Patty from the whole band mm. on drums and some younger people. And, like, we had to make up tunes and all kinds of shit for the gig that night. Wow. Never met wow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I thought I did. There was another one this year, but I couldn't be at it. But... Uh, yeah, it's it's a challenge. And what else, brother? Uh, Cafe Nella. That's going to be right. the j- Sunday, July twenty eighth for Richard. Derrick, I hear so. in September Cafe Nella is closing. Oh no! I played my record release album show there in June. You know, Abby Travis' brother Dave runs it. Yeah, right. I didn't hear about it closing. No. Somebody told me. Come September, oh. it's, it's in its final days. Part of the HP wow. gentrification plan. You think it is? I don't know. It seemed like they've been getting Cypress hit. Cypress Park into a, like a they've new... They've been getting hit. Bedroom <laughs> community. Anyway, mm. I, I, I really uh, admire uh, Dave Travis yeah, and Kevin Nella for putting adventures in music on great stage. stuff out there. Never been a fan of the stage because... No, because they got the corners chopped off. Mm. Mm. If you're in a three-piece where you want the drum up front... We can't put him up front. So there's right. a big old hole. Uh, it was my it. first time playing there for my record release show. So okay, so you can. I had never it. played it. You can give him a little ma- more master, brother Matt, on our school. Cool. Yeah, there you go. Good uh, back. So, so by off air, we were talking about uh, trying to be creative about reaching people. Uh, yeah. Uh, things you feel important. Yeah. Well, uh, using your background as a writer, or, or do other people, for example, Alice Bag, do, do these people help you? How do you find inspiration about stuff like that? Well, I've been writing poetry since I was a little kid, and I've been doing writing since I was a kid. And about my people profession- dying, right? Not just about people dying, just about life in general and my experience no, no, in the world. No, but the spiel yeah. we had last time. Right, yeah, there's a lot of depth in there. but um, And I'm not scared to talk about it. So, um, <laughs> okay. But that's not just what you write about. No, no, of course not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I write about a lot of different things and just, uh, ex- again, experience of life. I've always written everything down. That's where my head goes. And my professional day job is as a writer, and I've been writing a long time. I've written about a lot of musicians, and I've also written about a lot of artists and and designers and and you know filmmakers and all sorts of creative people. So I know what it's like to be a creative person, and then to interview someone creative and kind of identify with that. But for me, words are always important, and you know, I'm in a way I'm writing for myself first to get it out of me. 
things come from a personal place for me. And then to set it to music is like to put it out into the world. And there's a lot of power in that. But as I said, I think earlier that the process of writing, whether it's writing an article about someone or writing a song for me is very solitary. And it's almost like you're pulling everything from your mind and you're trying to give structure to it. Okay. Um, what comes first? Uh, what you want to get done or just feelings? Feelings. Yeah. Everything for me comes from feelings. On stage, it all comes from emotion. In my music, it all comes from emotion. It Again, in like my daily life, am I screaming outside? Maybe I want to, but I do it when I play music. So it's a different side of me. I, I have a quote in like my high school yearbook from Walt Whitman. Do I contradict myself very well then? I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. And I... You know where that also is? A song of myself. No. It's on, the Bro- it's on the Brooklyn Bridge. Really? I wouldn't shit you. I know a lot about leaves of grass. Sometimes uh, I wonder about the U.S. Maybe some yeah. of the things I really like about this country are in mm. his poem. Joe Carducci had an interesting thing to say. He said he made a poem out of his body. Mm. <laughs> We're at the end of the second hour, July 18, 2019. Two th- uh, <laughs> old type for hour three. July 18, 2019. It's the third hour. The Watt for Pedro show.
show we start off the third hour with stardust hero for david bowie so by skull uh follow me from the coat hangers I had them on a few months ago a tragic comedy fourth of july jam that's crane with dirk and john rocknowski another umbrella late great richard garrett could have been crane with a brand new tune valerie and i asked no questions live practice fofum that's got Crane involved, myself, playing some terrible bass lady. <laughs> it was a hard time for me mm. after I lost E. Boone. Mm. Jesus Christ. Oh. It was. It took me a long time to write about death. Not to mm. my first opera, really. Yeah. Oh. But t t t t tell us what you were telling me off air about Stardust Hero. Yeah, I mean, like many people, I grew up listening to David Bowie and my dad had his records. So he always inspired me on a lot of different levels. And he's just so different from so many people and I I wrote Stardust Hero about him the night he died and I was kind of saying before the process of songwriting it comes from a place of emotion for me 
but sometimes a song takes a while to come together in terms of the words, and sometimes the lyrics are just immediate. And in the case of Stardust Hero, I felt so sad in that moment because even though obviously I didn't know him personally, I didn't know Aretha Franklin personally, even though I interviewed her once as a journalist, um, these are people that are so powerful in their music. It feels like you know them always because of their songs. So I sat there, I think I was crying actually when I wrote the song. And again, because words come out of me kind of like poetry, it, it was, you know, a piece of writing first. And then I set it to the music and I came up with this riff. Um, I don't know, this sounds silly. Well, um, but you it, know, it, we start off the second hour with the love song for your husband and shit. And mm-hmm. Maybe this was kind of love song. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I touch on, again, there's an interpretation of someone that comes from not knowing them. It's coming from all the images out there of him and his music and interviews. So I'm creating this idea based on that. And what I put into the song was kind of, yeah, like being inspired by someone. And there's other things there that have been, you know, critiqued about him and younger women. And, you know, that's that's also something that has to always be touched on too. But in terms of his music and his songs, I, you know, I, I just wanted to kind of say, you know, you, you came down from above. He was so otherworldly. Yeah, he had mental illness in his family. I heard he had some mm. struggles. Yeah. Mm. Some, his brother, right? It ended up pretty bad. Mm. But, but you know what? He was also a cat who I don't think invented everything. I think he borrowed mm-hmm. a little from Brother Lou and Brother Egg. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And sometimes guys from England have to do that for U.S. people. They have to show them their mm-hmm. own people. It happened with Rolling mm-hmm. Stones and Beatles. I think mm-hmm. David Bowie did the same thing with those guys. They they helped us out. And, you know, the, the national borders and even cultures and stuff, they are pretty subjective and stuff. And maybe mm-hmm. we need people like that. You know, we're going we're gonna to do this song you were uh, talking about, right? America. Right. You want to say something before I play? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the words speak for themselves. And I can talk about it after, but the name of the album, Quiet for Too Long, comes from a line in the song, and it's something that I intensely feel. For way too long In your home In your bedroom With your headphones on As the world burns red Blue kills black America Your white skin is gonna crack
from the ashes of war No English, no money, just hope in a heart Raise your voice if you're the child of an immigrant too Who built this country on sweat and the blues
for Pedro's show. Last music for this edition. Solvay Skull with America. Unlux after that posture. Leftist with nonstop. Damien Wardo. Uh, gas station. Zombie crash with 2010. The Healers. Thick blanket. Groove crater method. <laughs> Another identity for Brother <laughs> Phil there up in Big Bear. Yeah, his idea of the passenger. He's the passenger on the <laughs> guitar with the exit. It told me, because when we were going to do this uh, album with Steve Albini, The Weirdness, mm -hmm. the Stooges, that's going to help. I asked him, Brother Steve. Mm -hmm. And he says, um, like, Scotty wanted to do just jam it. Mm. Improv the whole fucking <laughs> thing. And Nick said, no, nah, no, nah, man. The only song I ever got out of jamming was The Passenger. I guess that was a jam. <laughs> This guy from Scotland. <laughs> and then finally, Peter Wilde with Happy Endings. So so what's your next plan? Uh, well, obviously, you got this big gig Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, I, we have the show on Sunday. I'm waiting to hear back. Uh, I applied to play Echo Park Rising in Los Angeles, but I haven't heard back from them, so I'm not sure what's going on uh, with that. I'd love to play it. Apply to play with my band, but um, I have a video that is going to be coming out. I'm not sure exactly what day and time, but it's a video for Flicker Away, and it's shot by a, a director named Ted Newsom. And I'm excited about that because I, I I love to dance, and I've got a lot of kind of wild moves in there, and I am wearing a red jumpsuit, political pins, hair crazy and Jewish and uh red background and you know uh so uh, i'm looking forward to that and i just want to say about america that i started off the album with that song because i wanted to be very clear on my beliefs and and that i oppose police brutality that i'm for the rights of immigrants and that you know i that i'm for gun control and certain things that um are just like heavy big issues now and I think they need to be talked about in music well, where and, can and be, people uh, so what, where well, can people yeah. find you on the internet yeah so I know my name's unusual uh, you can find me on Solvi Sco Music on Facebook and it's S-O-L-V-E-J yeah but before you talk about somebody else's place yeah. what about your own website Oh, yeah, solvisco.com. Let's spell that for the people, Solvice. Yeah, S is in Sam, O-L-V-E-J-S, as in Sam, C-H-O-U.com. And my music is on CD Baby, iTunes, and, or it's Apple Music now, and Amazon and Spotify. Yeah, but they probably can get to all those places if they go to your own website. Yeah, yeah, yeah soulvisco.com. That's right, because why don't have to give <coughs> help to them other places? Now, you can uh, staple up your flyers on their telephone yeah. poles, but I don't want to... Well, I, I... my And uh, what about Torrent? Have you ever done a tour? You know, I have never done a tour. I, I've i never done a tour. I've done little, I, I used to be in a band in Denmark, where my dad's from, and we did a little mini tour there. And Denmark's a very small country, so that doesn't, you know, you're not going very far. But no, I've never done a tour here. I've been 
playing more locally. I did play up in Seattle. I presented at the Museum of Pop Culture Pop Conference, which is a music conference. I've, you know, done readings and played in Portland, Oregon. I did that last year, but I haven't done a formal. Well, what about tour. what about a goal? <laughs> That's true. That is true. I gotta I gotta think about it. I got a day job. I have a day job. I work full I mean, time. Uh, yeah, of course, like vacation yeah. time or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be really cool. I love going to other places. I love meeting. I'm a natural chatterbox. I love meeting people. And you know, uh, vaudeville is an old tradition, right? Yeah, yeah. And what basically it's about work in the towns. Right. And yeah. maybe we were talking about the struggle about getting to people in creative ways. And maybe... Mm. This is something you could do is like meeting people firsthand all around the country. Like you were telling me off air, Indiana and Texas, and you could play in some of them places. That is, no, that's true. I mean, I think it's like, you know, I have friends and I used to live in New York and I'm from L.A. And it's like, no, we we need to reach people with music and, and messages and music and all over the country. And at least the third biggest town, Chi-Town, right? Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But actually, all the places are kind of interesting, and yeah. I think you would find something yeah. worth it. And I'm, ex- and I'm excited about my album being out on vinyl. It's red vinyl. Right, so wouldn't you like to play of- that for people all around the country? Yeah, okay. I- I'd love for people to I- I'm, I'm not. I'm not telling you to do it, but I'm just putting a little, planting a little seed in <laughs> okay, your brain. Okay, that's good. That is good. I need that seed. And you know, I and that's that one seed. of the great things about having a band, because they could be... Mm. To, yeah, they could be crew. They could you, you you sally forth like Don Quixote, right? Till that some windmills. <laughs> so, Vi, it's been a great honor to have you aboard. Thank you so much. I want you to keep on keeping on. Thank you. And if you had any you advice, if you had any advice to give a young woman trying to get in this racket, what would you say? My first thing I'd say is don't give up. No matter how much shit you get, no matter how potentially people treat you, no matter if you feel down just inside yourself that day, never give up. Do it first and foremost for yourself because you have to, because it's your therapy and your expression in life, and because you know that you would die if you weren't creative. Because that's good. it's deep into your soul. What's the, what's the next thing? You said thing? that's the first thing. So what's the next the thing? The first thing. Next thing is learn about the business of music because especially if you're an independent artist, you got to do a lot of stuff on your own and you need to get a sense of how much is it going to cost, who can you partner with um, to get things done, make a list and be organized and be professional about it too. Okay. Go go at with respect. Okay. that's Those are good advices. Thank you so much. Pretty soon you're going to be giving people tour advice. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so get I'd out there. Say, okay? I'd also say to young women, join yeah. Turn It Up. Because having okay. a community. People, that's Turn It Up. T-U-R-N-I-T-U-P dot T-E-A-M. Yeah, that's the website. Okay. People, it's been July 18, 2019. Oh, Brother Matt, thank yeah. you. So much for you always essential aid in a bed. Indeed. July 19, 2018. You might not hear from Watt for a while because he's got some tour coming up, but I'm going to get him in there when I can. People, keep your powder dry. <laughs>